Hey, what's going on, people? It's been a minute since I spoke to you, so welcome back to Strange Talk with Doc. I am Doc, and I'm your host. I'm going to keep this brief. It's shotgun style. We don't take too long on any subject matter, but we're going to talk about a lot of things. I want to start off by asking, why not you? And why not me? Why me? And why not you? See, people love to ask the question, why not? Why me? Or why not me? And I'm going to just come up real briefly with some answers to this question. I'm going to start with why not you? Why not you? Maybe you don't put in the work. Maybe you are not skill set for what you're trying to do. Maybe you're not willing to sacrifice everything that it possibly takes to be successful in whatever endeavor that you plan on getting involved in. Are you willing to put the work, the sweat, the study, the sleepless hours into it? So why not me? The same exact reasons. And maybe DNA. Maybe DNA genetics are holding you back or holding me back from obtaining a particular goal. If you want to be able to dunk 360 and you're four foot 11, you might not ever get the possibility of doing it. We have to know our limitations. That's why, why not me and not, why not you? Okay. So why me? And then not you. Maybe I work harder. Maybe I lose all the sleep that needs to be lost to obtain a goal. See, now these things go both directions. It's not like I'm bigging myself up and downing anybody else. This is just giving you a my thought padding on it. Are you willing to study? Are you willing to sacrifice, uh, put away fun for work? I mean, these are some of the reasons we do not succeed. This is some of the reasons we do not get where we go. And then we ask the stars. We ask God. We ask whatever higher power that we pray to. Why not me? You know what? Why not you? Because sometimes you don't deserve it. Let's be honest. Sometimes it's not your time. Sometimes it should not go your direction. It should not go your way. It's not like you're cursed. Maybe you just need to refocus, retool, think about another avenue that you need to travel down. It's not a bad thing. It's just something to make you think. When you say, why can't I keep a long-term relationship? Are you a cheater? Are you an abuser? Are you a person who lies to your mate? And then you have the answers. I came up with this list. It's a pros and cons of anything that you want to get involved in. Quite simple. You take a sheet of paper. One side you list every pro. Every pro why you should do something. And then on the other side you list every con of doing what you said you was going to do. The repercussions. Then you list every con and then you list every pro. Read this thing back several times. And after you read this thing back several times, meditate on it. Be deadly honest about your answers. You will come up with the answer to your own question about whatever endeavor it is you are trying to get in. Why don't my kids love me? Maybe you don't show them love. Why do nobody at work want to be around you? Maybe a nasty motherfucker. Maybe you always talk behind people's backs. We have to be honest of who we are. Now, if we come out 
with pluses next to our names and we're deadly i said deadly honest and you come out with pluses next to your name and things still don't go in your direction then you can't sweat it now you have to figure out why you're doing it why are you doing it are you doing it out of love are you doing it out of necessity are you doing it out of you want some kind of notoriety you're just saying, you know what, I love it so much that if it never even goes anywhere, I don't care. See, that's a part of this thing with podcasting. Everybody's not going to be a Jake Paul. Everybody's not going to be a Joe Rogan. But there's going to be millions of us who are going to continue to do it because we enjoy doing it. I don't need any kind of accolades to continue to get behind this mic, put on these headphones and talk into this thing and tell you my gut honest opinion about situations that are going on in the world. But that's just me. So while I was gone, we celebrated the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Being a native New Yorker and being in Manhattan that day. That was a horrific day in my life. I was there. I witnessed the situations. I heard tapes of people who were down in that area who seen people jump from buildings. I seen grown men cry. I seen the people that walked around in the white dust covered from head to toe. I viewed all this. I witnessed all this. I went down to 9-11 site two or three days after the event. Uh, I was not supposed to be down there and I wish I had a camera at the time. Cell phones was not the way they are today, but I went down there and you know, that famous broken metal, I stood down there, but what happened was with all the burning and all the smoke, I got deathly ill for about four days. I, my skin had a rash. I mean, it was horrible. And you know what? I know that you empathize people that are from other places, but if you were not in New York City, you do not have any real clue of the devastation that happened that day. You have no real clue of us losing the Trade Center Towers. That was an iconic part of our growing up. We used to make jokes. Could you imagine if these buildings ever fell? I think most New Yorkers said that how much damage it would do, but not ever thinking that this thing could be a reality. But we've celebrated 20 years. The new buildings are up. I say I continue to rest in peace to the souls that were lost, the souls that was lost at the Pentagon and in Pennsylvania. And that's all I want to say about 9-11. So we lost Michael K. Williams while I was gone. He was the star of The Wire. He was on Boardwalk Empire. He was just nominated for Emmy for Lovecraft Country. Uh, he played Omar Little in The Wire. Everybody knows Omar Little. He played Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire. Um, rest in peace to Michael. It seemed like he had some troubles, but you know what? Those troubles are over. He's in the hands of a higher power now, and I hope that he lived decent enough that he can be comforted and all that pain and suffering that he left, he left behind on this earth. I mean, he left some fantastic work. He's an iconic character and two great shows. He will be missed. I mean, every time he was on screen, he added something. He, he never cheated the audience. So I appreciate Michael. New England Patriots running back Sam Bam Cunningham died at the age of 71. And by the way, Michael K. Williams was only 54 years old, but Sam Bam Cunningham was USC 
running back, and then he became a running back for the New England Patriots. He was one of the very first baseball cards that I ever, ever owned. I believe he won number 39 for the New England Patriots. He never became a huge star, but he was a good player. Like I said, he died at 71. Michael Constantine from my big fat Greek wedding in room 222. Old Thomas will remember room 222. It was about a classroom in a school. He died at the age of 94, a nice long life. Former 49ers linebacker and Saints linebacker, Pyrus Harrison died at the age of 37 years old. And Norm McDonald from Saturday Night Live and the Norm Show died at the age of 61. I actually had dealings with Norm McDonald a couple of times. He actually gave me some big ups on my podcast. I don't know how, why, how he found me. But he had actually gave me some likes. He actually sent me some messages over the years about my podcast. And so I say rest in peace to Mr. Norm McDonald. COVID-19 is up to 43 million cases in the United States. I mean, yes, 43 million cases in the United States. 692,000 people have lost their souls. We have 386 million people vaccinated. They say something like 75% of us are now vaccinated. I can't wait for this full herd immunity to set in on this Delta variant so that we can get from behind these masks. I hate masks, but I wear them. I follow the rules and regulations. I fly, I wear them. I'm in a market, I wear them. I'm in crowds, I wear them. I keep, I'm not one of those people who want to buck the system to try to prove a point. I want to live. And I also don't want to be the cause of anybody else dying. Worldwide, we have 230 million cases and 4.8 million souls have been lost so far. And it seems to be constantly growing. And it's just a sad situation. I don't know if we'll ever get back to normal life. Right now, we, we see a little light at the end of the tunnel, but it doesn't seem very bright. It's still a very dim light. Akana Pewitt, he's 13, and Philip Bird, 14, are facing charges of conspiracy to commit mass shooting at a school. Now, one of the boys' mothers was screaming and hollering, he's just a child. Children do dastardly shit from time to time. How your son at 13 and 14 is fully armed in their bedroom and you don't know about it, I find that irresponsible. Do I believe in guns? Yes, I believe in guns. Do I believe in Responsible gun ownership? Yes, I do believe in responsible gun ownership. If I had a 13, 14-year-old boy and he had seven, eight weapons and we wasn't big hunters, I would want to know and I would find out. I mean, he's charging us or he's coming up with money to pay for these some way, somehow. Now these boys have to be evaluated to find out if they're really a threat. I mean, I don't think you could ever send them back to schools again because, I mean, they've already... Pandora's box has been open as far as Pewitt and Bird are concerned. And, you know, they need to find new heroes. Columbines were not heroes. Those Keyhole and the other one, they're not heroes. They're demons. Just as a PSA to you people, I'm not going to ever tell you to go out and gamble. I'm never going to tell you to waste money. I'm never going to tell you to uh, get involved with something that might become a problem for you. But Mega Millions is up to $405 million, and that will take place on Tuesday. And Powerball is up to $472 million. You got a chance to change your whole family's history for $4. 
$2 on each, and if God blesses you, you be the lucky one, you might win. Remember the Strange Talk with Doc show when you do win. <laughs> no, this is just a joke. It's a bad joke, and I'm sorry. I apologize. So last week, we kicked off with Max Kellerman, this just in TV show. And I'm going to say Max Kellerman's show, I like how it moves. I like the flow. I like that he's taking sports serious, as serious as you can. It's not CNBC or Fox News or anything, but he's dealing with sports in a non-comical manner. If something funny happens, it's organic, and that's cool. But they sit there, they talk sports, they don't act a fool. He doesn't do what Stephen A. and Molly are doing on first take, where everything is in between everything is some kind of joke. Stephen A. screaming and hollering for no apparent reason, being wrong about everything, basically. If you ever watch Stephen A. Smith, being wrong is a part of what he does. Just see how he reacts when the true analysts, the people who played the sport, schooled him, and he puts on that stupid third greatest face. And you know what? I'm getting kind of tired of it. American Horror Story Double Feature has been fantastic. This little girl that is playing the daughter, she's a great little actress, and she is one of the worst children in the history of television. I cannot find a child who is worse than she is, and the mother of her, her mother is the dumbest motherfucking bitch who ever lived on television. The husband is a waste, and I can't wait to see how this ends because we're coming to the end of the first half of the double feature, and then we get to the second half of the double feature. But right now, we're dealing with these quote-unquote vampires, and it's been very good. Ted Lasso, which won a boatload of Emmys yesterday, is one of the best television shows in the history of TV. And it's only been on two years, but I can't find an episode that's been bad. And this last episode with the beard has been, was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal episode. They deserve it. every accolade that they get, every single one. And I hope that uh, they can stick around for a couple of years and that the writing can remain strong as it is, because I'm really enjoying Ted Lasso. Bitchin', the sound and fury of Rick James documentary is a must-see. You get a chance to see this, watch this documentary, learn some things about Rick James you might not have known. He's more than just super free. It's, it's quite interesting. The Walking Dead had an off week last week. I can't wait to see last night's episode. I'll check that out later today. Uh, but you know how Walking Dead is. They'll give you two or three decent ones because it seems like we're going between the Commonwealth and then Daryl back to the Commonwealth episode and back to Daryl. And I don't know what this episode's going to hold, but we shall see. Wu-Tang, an American saga season two has been fantastic. Much better than season one. This first four episodes of Wu-Tang season two blows away anything that you've seen in season one, it's like the actors got their legs underneath them. Now that the story's going forward and we're becoming the Wu-Tang clan. See, up until this point, it was a, just a disjointed group of young black men. Now they are coming together as the clan and the roller coaster ride to see where they become megastars is quite interesting. 
Impeachment, American Crime Story Season 3, which is the last season of American Crime, which I think is a crime. American Crime has been good. The OJ was good. The uh, uh, Versace was good. And Impeachment, Episode 2, actually picked up steam. Episode 1 was a little slow, but Episode 2, if it continues to hold that momentum, I'm going to say that this is going to be an outstanding show. What if... The Marvel comic uh, series is phenomenal. If you are a comic book fan, you must be watching What If. I mean, they did one on Doctor Strange. They did one on the zombies. They did one on the Avengers. And these What Ifs, and they also did one on Black Panther. These What Ifs put them in a whole different scenario, on a whole different galaxy. And what if they became this? Or what if they did one thing different? What would be the outcome, which is almost fitting in to my why not you, why not me, why me and why not you scenario that I started the show with. Uh, ESPN did a 30 for 30 called Once Upon a Time in Queens, which was about the 1986 Mets. Even if you're not a fan of the Mets, you can enjoy this documentary. They go behind the scenes. It's a four-parter. They go behind the scenes. You don't even feel like it's long because it's bang, bang. It's shotgun style. And these were some interesting characters. Keith Hernandez, Dwight Gooden, Daryl Strawberry, uh, Gary Carter, and how they were all different guys and they gelled together under Davey Johnson to win the World Series and and why they didn't go on to win many more. So it's a very good uh, watch. I would definitely say two thumbs up to that. So I created myself a QR code, which I have embedded into my YouTube presentation, my Facebook uh, title, my YouTube title page. And I figured, why not have a QR code so when you run into somebody in the real world, instead of passing them a card, they could just take their phone, take a picture of your QR code, and they go directly to your website instead of having to type out the name. So if you never thought about getting a QR code and you're doing some kind of business, I think it's irresponsible to not have a QR code, which is simplistically going to allow others to access Whatever information you want them to access without typing in anything, it's as simple as clicking your camera, it reads the code, they press a button, it takes them directly to your site. And I think it's ingenious and I love it and, and I don't, I'm pretty mad at myself that I didn't do this sooner. Major League Baseball 2020 and 2021 Hall of Fame class went in which was the captain, Derek Jeter, from my New York Yankees, Marvin Miller, who was like an executive, Ted Simmons, who was a catcher, Larry Walker, who was an outstanding outfielder for the Colorado Rockies, and nobody is going in for the 2021 class. These were all people who I mentioned who actually the 2020 class, but they wanted them to be able to have a live crowd. They deserve to have a live crowd. And due to the pandemic of 2020, they couldn't have a live crowd. So they just postponed it to this year. The UFC had a fight card this weekend. It's a pretty good fight card. Was it the greatest? No, but um, Ryan Spahn fought Anthony Smith. You had Raquel Pennington on this card. Ari, Ariana Lipsky was on this card. Devin Clark was on this card. 
Ian Kalabula was on this card. So it was a pretty good card. And next week on a pay-per-view card, you got Alexander Valkolowski is fighting Brian Ortega for the flyweight championship. Valentina Shevchenko is fighting Laura Murphy for the flyweight championship. I'm sorry, the gentlemen are fighting for the featherweight championship, Volkolowski and Brian Ortega. We got Robbie Lawler taking on Nick Diaz. We get to see if Nick Diaz has anything left in the tank. I don't know. It's been a while. Robbie had a very close decision in his last fight. He's getting up there, but we shall see. Curtis Blades is fighting Rosenschrunk. Talia Santos is fighting Roxanne, that nerdy chick, Matafori, but who can throw down. Jessica Andrade is fighting Cynthia Calvino. So this should be an outstanding card. My Dallas Cowboys lost Demarcus Lawrence for six to eight weeks with a broken foot. Now let's talk some football. Okay, Thursday, Washington beat the Giants 30 to 29. That was a good game. Diney Dimes didn't make a ton of mistakes, but uh, the Giants' offensive line is in trouble, so I don't see them having a very good season. Buffalo beat Miami 35-zip. I'm shocked that Miami got blanked, but Tua got injured, so they were never uh, together yesterday to begin with. Buffalo seemed to have turned the corner. They are an outstanding team. For people to have given up on them in one week span for one game was stupid. I just find that to be asinine and stupid. The Bears beat the Bengals 20-17. to The Bengals is an up-and-coming team. I like Barrow, and I like Chase a lot, but I think they got some things that they got to work on. And the Bears didn't look impressive, but they did enough to win. The Broncos beat Jacksonville 23-13. So far, Teddy Bridgewater has been starting the season outstanding. And Trevor Lawrence is not just knocking everybody's socks off coming out of the gate. He is no longer in Clemson. He's no longer playing Mississippi State to the world. He's no longer playing these little schools. These are all all-star teams in the pros. So it's going to be a little humbling before it gets better for him. Cleveland Browns beat the Houston Texas 31-21. Baker Mayfield got injured, but he returned to the game. He gutted it out. Uh, Landry got dinged up. They really could use Odell. Odell needs to come back to help this team. I mean, right now they got Hunt and Chubbs, and those boys can run. So, you know what? The people that thought because Cleveland lost game one that they're not going to be a good team, you're fooling yourself. The Rams, who defenses like rabbit Wolverines, beat the Indianapolis Colts 27-24. Carson Wentz dinged up again. He couldn't finish the game. I cannot trust Carson Wentz. I feel bad for the Colts because I think they have an outstanding team, and I don't know if he is the right guy to lead them forward. The Las Vegas Raiders beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 26-17. Derek Carr is starting this season off. On fire, people. On fire. So all the love that he's receiving right now, him and Gruden, they deserve it. They're 2-0. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Las Vegas must be very excited to have a good football team to come to town to represent. 
The New England Patriots beat the New York Jets 25-6. to The Jets are in bad shape. Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. New England also started a rookie, but Mac Jones is on point. All he has to do is run that system. The running backs were looking good, and that's that. Carolina Panthers beat the New Orleans Saints 26-7. to Jameis Winston came down to earth. So people that were going absolutely apeshit over Jameis Winston have to reevaluate. The Saints are not the same, first of all, without Breeze and also without Michael Thomas as a lead receiver. San Francisco had to gut out a win over Philly, 17 to 11. Hurts only looked all right. So stop it, people. He only looked all right. Garofalo is a game manager. Uh, without a great running game, San Francisco is going to suffer, but they have a good defense. And Tampa Bay annihilated Atlanta, 48-25. Tom Brady has thrown for nine touchdowns in two games. Four, week one against my Cowboys. Five, yesterday against Atlanta. Atlanta is going to have a very long season. Arizona beat many, Minnesota 34-33. Tyler Mary is the real deal, people. Don't let size fool you. See, this is one of those situations, why not me? He said, screw that, why not me? And he said, my talent is why not me? Why, and, and also why me? Sometimes why not me and why me can be the same exact answer because he's super talented. But I feel bad for Minnesota. You know, Cook was in and out of the game getting dinged up, but a very makeable field goal, a 34-yard field goal with the game on the line, and Minnesota's kicker blows it. Inexcusable. My Dallas Cowboys beat the Los Angeles Chargers on a last-second field goal from like 55 yards, and I'm happy, man. I just wanted the W. Did we look outstanding? No. We only scored 20 points, but we were on the road, and it was a big deal. Tennessee beat Seattle Seahawks 33-30 to in overtime. Big boy Henry. Derrick Henry looked like garbage in the first half. He looked like garbage the first game. The second half, he looked like all-world Derrick Henry. He looked like King Henry. Three touchdowns, over 120 yards rushing, unstoppable. Tannehill got his shit together. It looked like Seattle was going to blow them out because Russell was on fire. Lockett was catching passes. Matter of fact, Russell threw two touchdowns for over 60-something yards. So I figured that they were going to win. But Tennessee never gave up. This is why you never give up. You never give up. If you got fight in you until your last breath, you continue to fight. And the Baltimore Ravens finally beat the Kansas City Chiefs with Lamar Jackson as the lead quarterback, 36-35. Lamar started the game off in the hole. He gave KC a seven-point cushion. He came right back down, scored, tied the game, and not only did he win the game, he led a comeback to win this game. So I feel good for Lamar. He can finally say, I have that Kansas City Patrick Mahomes, monkey off my back. I can do this. And this is not even with everything that he could have going for him. 
Now, let's talk briefly about this week's games. This week, we got Carolina versus the Texans on Thursday. I'm picking Carolina to win this game. You got that Washington football team is going into Buffalo Sunday. I'm picking Buffalo to win that game. You got the Bears going into Cleveland. I'm definitely taking Cleveland. We got Baltimore going into Detroit. I'm taking the Ravens. We got the Colts going into Tennessee. With questions about wins, I'm taking Tennessee. We got the Chargers going into KC. KC. The Saints are going into New England. I like New England. Atlanta's coming to New York to play the Giants. I like the Giants. Cincinnati's going into Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh. Arizona's going into Jacksonville. Naturally, I'm going with Arizona. The Jets are going up to Denver. I'm going with Denver. Miami's going to Las Vegas. I'm going with Las Vegas. Tampa is going into the Rams. This is a hard one, man. This is a hard one, but the Rams... Defense is being dogs, and Tampa Bay offense are gazelles. I'm going with the gazelles, which means I'm picking Tampa Bay. Seattle's going into Minnesota. I like Seattle in this game. And Green Bay's going into San Francisco. If Green Bay has anything left in the tank, and they actually play on Monday Night Football tonight against the Bears, we will see after tonight, but I would have to think that Green Bay Packers will have enough offense to beat the 49ers, even at home. And the Philadelphia Eagles go to Texas to play my Cowboys. No way in the world am I picking against the Cowboys. So that's my picks for the upcoming season. Remember, evaluate, go through every check. Go through every balance. Be honest with who you are and what you're about. And you will be able to answer the question, why not you? And why not me? And then why me? And why not you? This is not a life full of lucks. This is not a life full of breaks. Sometimes you get uh, breaks because you know somebody on the inside who can open a door for you. Cronyism exists. It exists. See, and that might be a reason it's not you and it's somebody else. But we, if we are honest with ourselves, we can answer these questions. And these are not, these do not become questions that bog us down, but these become questions that uplift us and lead us in the direction that we need to go. I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, people, I enjoy you listening. I wish you nothing but peace, happiness, and I hope that you come back to listen to me again. I'm here every Monday. You could check my show out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, uh, Anchor, TalkShoe. I don't care how you listen to it or where you listen to it. Uh, if you can do anything for me, just shout me out. Say something. Uh, you can see you hated it. You could tell me you liked it. I don't take negatives as negatives. I take negatives as learning experience. See, that's just, just me. It doesn't make me better than anybody else, but that's just me. It lets me know what I should do to make my audience understand that I'm in tune with what they're telling me. And so I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours. And once again, I'm back next Monday.